0: So I was shooting with Mr. Amitabh Bachchan once, okay? On this film called Teen, okay? So, look, you know, I'm a nervous person. So I, I was always very nervous around him and all. One day I hear Mr. Bachchan saying, Continuity, come here. So I ran like like a headless chicken. I am like, yes, sir, yes, sir. He's like, well, I'm lefty, but I'm going to the right hand. <laughs> so, if there's to Okay. So, yeah then I did remind him later and he was shocked that I remembered like,
1: <laughs> was so he glad
0: he was he was shocked he was like huh I he, he was always kidding with me you know he was pulling my leg but I was like sir sir apne bola yaad he's like huh oh ha ha yad hai, yad hai. thank you like you know
1: <laughs>
0: so it was funny
1: I, I don't know what to find funnier, the situation or your impression, which is also good. It's, it's a spot on impression. Of you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it,
0: yeah. Was, it's a, it was funny. I can I never forget that. You know, it, it, it was really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, you're listening to The Credit Roll, an original podcast by Jamlin. I'm Avanit, a filmmaker. And like a lot of you tuning in, I'm looking to get better at what I do. In every episode of this show, I'll be speaking with professionals in the Indian film industry, discussing their journey, their process, and all the struggles they've faced along the way. What you just heard was a little bit of my conversation with Sakshi Bhatia. She does the often overlooked and totally underestimated work of script supervising here in India. She's worked on some great films like Dalvar and Ratakelihe, as well as the recently released Mira Nair BBC series, A Suitable Boy. Today we're going to talk about just how much work a script supervisor does, how essential the job is, and we'll get into her career and also hear a few other interesting stories along the way. Enjoy the conversation. So Sakshi, I want to start by laying the groundwork down. Can you tell us what exactly script supervising is?
0: So basically in a nutshell, script supervising, also known as continuity supervising is essentially the job of the person on set to make sure to deliver an editable scene without any jumps, jerks, or continuity errors that people love pointing out on IMDB.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah. And as a script supervisor, what are you responsible for? I know that there's quite a bit that comes under this, including the continuity of wardrobe, hair and makeup, props, etc. But let's break it down.
0: So everything falls under the domain of the script supervisor, pretty much. I mean, first to start with the script itself is uh, your domain. And then on the basis of that onset, uh, you're responsible for, of course, hair, makeup, wardrobe, art, um, basic camera continuity, uh, lighting continuity, sound, dialogue continuity, and action continuity, which is very important. And also the script supervisor is responsible for creating a lot of paperwork, uh, a lot of notes that are sent to the editor and uh, that they are sent to the production so that everybody can keep track of the production and its progress, essentially.
1: And as a script supervisor, who are you working most closely with?
0: So you're essentially working very closely. You spend the whole day next to the director, sitting next to the director, huddled. But before the scene starts and after the scene ends and in between the scenes you have to uh, make sure your communication lines are clear with all the costume assistants, the art assistants, the uh, you know third assistant directors, the first assistant director, the camera assistant. you know you have to be uh, like the one point person and coordinating between all these people so that everything is ready, for the scene that is upcoming you know and then when you get to the scene during the scene you're watching the action continuity and then you're communicating most with the director and telling him or her uh, you know whether the scene is fine or not and then you know then ask for the short breakdown whether we've covered everything or not so you're working you're working pretty much closely with everybody um uh, but not the he- heads of department per se but of course the assistant tier of people you know those, those people have to be your best friends, essentially.
1: You know, on the surface, it seems like script supervising is all logistics, but would you say knowing the story and characters of a film are just as important?
0: Absolutely. I mean, as a script supervisor, you are supposed to know the script at the back of your hand. People are supposed to, you're the one point person for all the questions as to what happened before this, what happened after this. Is it going in the correct arc? Is it it making sense in terms of let like the previous scene was day and is it supposed to be night now or evening now? Or You know, all these kind of questions people will come to you for as a script supervisor. So yes, you have to know the story really well. And of course, you know, because uh, shooting is a non-linear format. So at times you have to remember a performance consistency for the actor Uh, let's say you know if they were running at a certain pace or if they were limping or if they were you know you know these kind of things Uh, but keeping the performance consistency of the actor is the director's job you know because that's the creative part of it but you can make your notes about how uh, you know their actions or if if there's logic in there in the in the scene or if the way the scene is designed you know as per their
1: actions you know So already, we're establishing quite a lot that the script supervisor is responsible for. But before we dig any further into the specifics of your process, I do want to ask you, what drew you to something as particular and specialized as script supervising?
0: So I'll tell you, uh, in my case, it was very interesting, actually, what happened. It was a matter of pure luck. Uh, I had absolutely no clue that this job profile even existed. So I was working as an AD, and uh, I met Mr. Amir Khan who gave me an opportunity to come and work in his office and at that time they were looking for script supervisors and nobody was available in their budget and they said that so we are making three films so come we'll train you and you can just join in you know they were shooting Delhi Valley, People Live, and Dhobi Gaat at that time so I was a bum AD but I just ended up joining their team. So for me, it was a matter of pure luck. Nothing drew me. The only thing, like I said, drew me was the passion to cinema and, you know, my interest in filmmaking, essentially. Like I I really didn't know what it takes to, you know, do this job really when I started out.
1: Okay. And this may be a bit of a silly question, but do you enjoy the work of scripted revising?
0: Well, uh, at the very beginning only, I thought that it was quite a good job for me because you know uh, like i said you get to sit at the monitor you're clued into what's happening and you know in an uh, other uh, assistant director positions you're pretty much relegated to the outskirts of uh, the the set you know because you're taking care of so many logistics but as a script supervisor yeah i was really interested in the job once i started doing it because you know you you get to know everything really pretty much so that that's what drew me uh, you know, in, and kept me interested, actually. And also you get to sit, you know, it's one of the, one, one of the few positions on set where you can actually sit at a monitor and don't have to, you know, really run around too much and stress too much like that. So.
1: Okay, that's a solid incentive. But really, I see why the role interested you and how it could actually interest many others looking to really be involved at the forefront of a production in getting the opportunity to work closely with directors, getting to know their process. Speaking of which... Let's talk about your process. What is the first thing you do when you get a script as a script supervisor?
0: You know, the first process is obviously to read it as thoroughly as possible. Uh, Then the next uh, step would be to break it down. I use different colored pens for different uh, references uh, in my master script, which is essentially, let's say we color code all the art props. We color code all the costumes separately. We, uh, you know, we mark uh, specific things, any changes that might be required or anything. You know, so during prep usually like that document is just being updated and you know you have to inform everyone of the changes that are going on so that you know the practical decisions can be made and you know things can be prepared accordingly so okay so then I time the script basically which is essentially like just uh, speaking out the dialogue and the action in your own pace so to have an estimated overall time because usually uh, what happens is like a final draft page is uh, one minute Uh, you know, the way it's counted. So we have to uh, sort of uh, play out the actions, but the the reality of it is obviously could be slower or faster. So that's a way we can sort of you know supervise the time of the script so we estimate a time then i break it down as for the story calendar okay so essentially like this is the most essential part i feel of the script supervisor's job is to break the script into its days and times you know like like w- within the story a calendar has to be prepared you know so uh, what i do is i use excel and i break it down into a one liner of each scene which is a basic description of what is happening in the scene uh you know whether it's day or night how much estimated time there is uh you know and what day it is it's day one in the story day two in the story day three in the story or whatever it is you know so that that document can be my bible to use on set uh to refer basically so these are the basic prep uh, things that you you gotta do you know and then when we go to shoot okay so what happens is on set whatever we are going to shoot that day the AD department prepares sides, or sometimes even you have to prepare sides. Sides are basically just those scenes that we are going to be shooting that day. So whenever that call sheet with the schedule of the day and the sides are handed to you on set, you uh, as a script supervisor can go, uh, you know, to all your departments, your various departments that you need to coordinate with and, uh, you know, just go overview if everything is ready, you know, on a, in a practical way, as in like everything is in order and uh, you go check with the camera person, you go check with the art person, then you go sit with the director, DOP and with the first ad we prepare a short breakdown for the day and then we just... Tick it off basically, so that you know we know what we we have to cover and and essentially uh, you know check the eye line, check the access and the actions while it is happening, while the shoot is happening. You're taking those notes as they are happening. So what I do is I when the scene is going on through the monitor, I record the shot with my digital camera, you know, so that as it is happening, each take I have on my own camera, it's just easier for reference. So digital shooting also has made this process a lot easier because you have like easier playbacks and you have monitors on set that one can use to just sort of reference everything. But it is still quicker for a script supervisor, obviously, to have all the uh, takes on their own camera so that they can always run to the actor and... You know the actors don't have to come to the monitor, so that makes it very handy. You know, so you can uh, basically also keep in mind that before the scene started, what their continuity was, and after the scene is over, what their continuity is, because you you'll have you obviously have to know what is the before and after of everything. You know how the actor ended the scene, and how the next scene is supposed to start. So those transitions also you have to keep in mind on set so that something specific for example you know if they have a specific uh, lens they want to use so you you should have the information go back and say okay we need this particular shot you know within this particular lens or at this particular speed in order to transition to the next scene or whatever it is you know what i mean so this is the uh, process on on set Then at the end of the day, uh, you sit with the DIT person and you go over the day's footage and uh, you make a report, which is the daily progress report and the editor's logs are compiled and photographed and scanned and sent to the editors, you know, every day along with the footage. Again, digital has made this process easier because usually now there is a simultaneous edit happening while the shoot is going on so you can keep in touch with the editors while the shoot is going on as to if you missed something or if something extra wants to be done so we can just include that in the schedule at some point in time you know so essentially all of these things is what I do in terms of my process you know of what physically needs to be done during the day basically.
1: That's interesting because I wonder then, considering all the notes you have to take for the editor, are you visualizing the edit of the film as you're shooting? In other words, how important is editing to script supervising?
0: Well, I mean, it obviously helps to have an understanding of how editing works, but it's not imperative all you have to do is basically make sure that you have a cuttable scene which means that you have to make sure that you've covered everything you know in the short breakdown you have to have a master scene you have to have close-ups for each character uh if there are any particular reactions if there are any particular inserts that you have to take so you're responsible for creating that kind of a short breakdown with the dop and the director you sit in with them and you you know you you make a, a short breakdown and uh, those are enough and then then it's up to the editor as to how they want to cut it, what they want to use, and what they don't want to use. Like I said, that's a creative aspect. But the logistical aspect is to make sure that we've covered everything, you know. And we have we have everything for the editor to use. Now, what they use is up to them, essentially.
1: So speaking of covering everything, let's get into that a bit more. Let's say you're shooting a simple scene involving a conversation between two characters. What kinds of things are you looking out for as a script supervisor?
0: The main rule of continuity is that if there is a master shot, let's say character A is on the left of frame and character B is on the right of frame. And you're shooting a simple conversational scene and saying every shot that you take after that, you have to maintain that orientation that character A remains on left of frame and character B remains on right of frame. But once you've established that in the master, when you're doing over the shoulders and stuff like that, you have to make sure that that is the orientation and their eye line. For example, if, if they're on the left, then they have to be looking at the right side of frame, you know, because the character was on the right side of frame. So you as a continuity person has to remember which side was he on and which side should character A be looking at kind of a thing you know
1: okay and continuing with the same dialogue based scene when you're shooting a variety of different kinds of shots like wides close-ups over the shoulders etc what kinds of challenges do you usually come across
0: see when they're moving around their hands like that's when the it becomes a continuity challenge you know Okay, where which position they were sitting their right hand was up or left hand was down or you know this dialogue or whatever you know those kind of things if there are major actions and that is a, 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 there is a discrepancy between the master and the close then it becomes a problem you know otherwise when it's a tight close-up then it doesn't matter like the, what their hands are doing you know really
1: and on top of all of this, you might also be looking at the continuity of lighting, right? I mean, the director of photography and their team are also looking at this, but you are too. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, cinematographers also need help. Like, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. We were shooting a film and it was a very, And this is a very, we were shooting this film and uh, of course it was chaotic like any other set. And it, clearly, you know, there, there are curtains on the window, but there's a shaft of light coming right on the actor's face. So I I just went and told the, the DOP, I was like, you know, where is this light coming from? Because in this shot itself, we we can see that the windows are, the curtains are closed. So where is the sunlight supposed to be coming from, you know? So those are the little questions you can ask the DOP and, uh, you know, say, okay, okay, this light was on, this light was off kind of a thing. But that essentially, technically, is the camera assistant's job. But I can, I can always... You know, chip in.
1: So essentially, you have to use your judgment and hmm. know when it's best to chip in. Yes. And speaking of chipping in, since some of the notes you're taking and providing have to do with an actor or actress's mistake, how do you go about diplomatically doing that? I can imagine that may be difficult, especially with big name actors and whatnot. So, what's your approach to that?
0: if you've built a trust with the actor and if they trust you, then they will be open to your suggestions. But nobody likes to be told they've made a mistake, you know. Nobody likes, likes that. And it's an expensive thing to reshoot also. So you have to just say that, I'm really sorry, but, you know, you'll have to retake it. So you have to know when to pick your battles and when not to pick your battles and that comes with your relationships essentially with the director and the actors and stuff like that and you quietly go and approach them if you can't personally approach them then you should tell the director and say that listen boss this is what has happened and you know it may be a problem so you only talk to them you know if if that is the kind of communication issue that you have what you're doing is to make the film look good You're not doing it for yourself or for your own ego that oh, just because I'm a script supervisor, I must point out a mistake even though it's minute, you know. So at the end of the day, you have to keep your eye on the ball and say that, you know, I'm working for the film and you have to approach it with that kind of respect. You know, you have to choose your language, like I said, diplomatically. You are working with very big egos. Uh, All creative people have, have huge egos, so you have to tread carefully, definitely, yes but i've had actors get pissed at me they, they they i've had actors yell at me scream at me throw things like it's happened so but it's okay you have to take it in your stride and just move on you know
1: wait wait, wait. you mentioned throwing things do you want to <laughs> do you want to elaborate a little bit on this you don't have to if you don't want to but i am curious what was the cause of an actor throwing something at you.
0: It was it, it was not at me. It was just like general, like, you know. In
1: your general direction.
0: No, 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 it was not in my direction. It was just generally they just like, okay. slammed something because I told them that their button wasn't, supposed to be like open and it was closed and i forgot and the last moment i said oh button open button open but the actor was in their mood and you know they were performing and shit and but we were on we were on like location and it was kind of hectic but i and i had to point it out because the button was open you know so he so he got damn pissed and he took the prop and he slammed it on the floor and all and the director told me go go say sorry to him now and so i said okay fine i'll do it yeah no problem <laughs> i'll just go say sorry but it was it was a silly thing but it happens it happens on set all the time.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I guess it goes to show you can never be too diplomatic in how you give your notes. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, along the same lines, what is the most complicated scene you've had to shoot as a script supervisor?
0: The most complicated scene I recently shot, so uh, we were shooting a badminton scene for uh, for a Suitable Boy and and uh, we had to figure out at the right tuck every time they they ma- You know, they they hit the shuttlecock, they have to say the same dialogue, they have to move the same way, the whole coverage. So, that was super complicated and it took us a long time to crack that one, really. You haven't a chance. Your family will be dead set against him. Besides, it's dangerous. You saw what happened at the temple site. This is a stupid world we live in. I know. I expect in five years time, I'll have forgotten all about him. I'm sure you will. So, like, uh, that was complicated. Badminton scenes are complicated.
1: (laughs) In continuity. That's really good to know. I think the lesson there then is to maybe never shoot a badminton scene for a film. Right. But okay, speaking of challenges and complications, is there a difference between shooting on film versus digital as a script supervisor?
0: When you're shooting on film, negative, the difference is that you're burning money versus burning some like hard drive space. You know what I mean? So digital has made everyone very, very lazy. They can keep shooting as much as they want. But film, you had to have the alertness of of an army officer, you know, because you can't afford to waste uh, film and you can't afford to, uh, just slack off at all, really. So that kind of training, I feel like for anybody who's interested, you know, that should be the approach as if they are shooting on film, you know, as opposed to, okay, okay, this is a digital camera. We can shoot again
1: and again. I think that's really great advice, not only for script revisers, but anyone looking to make a film, right? The more you value each shot you shoot, the more you're going to save time and money and also come out with a better film. Right. But okay, moving away from all of this on a different note, I know that slates are also an important part of a script supervisor's job. Could you elaborate on that a bit?
0: Yes, absolutely. So slates are essentially logging, right? It helps you log. It helps you number. So every shot is numbered. Every shot is named. So the format is usually uh, scene, shot, and take. The clap is to sync the sound also. And the camera can also keep track. And we can also keep track as to what scene we are at and what shot we are at and what take we are at and how many takes we've done so it's just a simple way of keeping a log essentially but uh, when we number a scene and when we name the scene we can go and refer back to it at any point in time Okay, okay where is scene 45 and okay take is take number four for example so you can quickly refer to it because you have logged it you know, with numbers, essentially.
1: So from what I'm understanding, as a script supervisor, you're also a kind of record keeper for the production. Yeah. And all that logistical and technical information you're noting down is useful for just about everyone involved in the production, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So there are three main documents, like I said. From prep, it's the one line uh, day break. On set, it's the editor log where you note every shot. uh, Every shot is a separate page and you have to detail every shot, what lens was used, what the description of the shot is, what dialogue has been covered, etc. Okay. And then you have to create a daily progress report, which is essentially for the producer. So now this is a creative report. Uh, I do the creative part of it as to how many pages were done, how many minutes we finished, uh, what. was the reason for delay or whatever it is you know those kind of things that is a, a document you prepare for the producers essentially so that they can keep track of the whole production and its progress Yes. So you are logging everything. You are the paperwork person on on set.
1: So basically, the more and more I hear about this job, the more complicated it seems, which makes me wonder, why is it a one person job? Like, why not split the job into multiple people? Or is there something about one person knowing everything that's necessary?
0: see you're not doing it alone everyone is responsible for continuity this is also what i'm trying to say that you're a continuity supervisor all you have to do is point out when it's going wrong but ultimately the costume assistant is on top of it the art assistant on top of their own work the lighting person is on top of their own lighting continuity then the actor has to remember like i can only tell the actor that sir you didn't do this correctly but they are the ones who have to do it right so you can't really do the job for them so it is complicated but it's a lot of people involved who work to make this a seamless exercise and you're just supervising it you're even on top of the director like that way to make sure so that's why it's good to just be a one point person
1: Okay, knowing that every department is responsible for their own continuity along with you helps clarify you, as you said, as a one-point person, instead of the person entirely responsible for continuity. So essentially, not all the pressure is on you. And you know, talking about pressure, I wanted to ask you, looking back on your career and your first few jobs as a script supervisor, if you compare them to the way you work now, do you think you speak up more or less in other words, my inclination is to think that when you're starting out, you want to mention every continuity error possible. But of course, that's not possible. So as you progress, do you think you've learned better on what to prioritize?
0: Yes, I have definitely learned how to work smarter and not harder. You know, there is a like I used to work very hard at all points and not all questions were relevant at all. Like I remember, once I told <laughs> it was really silly. Okay, but I could make make out a difference that the actor's wearing two blacks, but one black has faded and the other black has not faded because it was being washed. It was a very silly thing, but I got damn like hectic about it. I was like, oh no, you know these two blacks are different, and so that was very silly of me. And uh, so those things, you know, you then you can calm down. Wisdom comes into play after a after a certain point, and you start working smarter than. Than working harder, so yeah, yeah, those uh, it, it has happened. Like the like like I said, practice always makes perfect.
1: Okay, so it's really a matter of using your judgment, which improves with experience. Absolutely, absolutely. And while we're talking about experience and improving over time, I want to ask you, what advice do you have for individuals looking to get into script revising professionally? And what advice do you have for them getting work?
0: Yeah, I don't have any like logical suggestions as to, but I would definitely suggest that a person should start off as an AD and understand the set and then, you know, ask the script supervisor on set as to what you know they're up to and how they work and so like you can work with that person and ask them for uh, for advice and then you know take it from there and see it's a lot of it is networking and building contacts and you know that is the other part of the film job that you have to be good at you have to be a people's person so unless and until someone like like I said opens up some kind of an institute where they teach you this course and then you know people start hiring you on the basis of that Till, till that happens, I don't see it happening in a straightforward way. So, so yeah.
1: Right. So you really need to know how a set works. And like you said, be a people person when it comes to networking. That's solid advice. Now, on a totally different note, as we close off here, I have a much sillier question for you. Do you have a favorite continuity error. Like, one of my favorites, for instance, is that gold watch in Gladiator, which, right. of course, should totally not be there. So, what's your favorite? I
0: actually have three favorites, including one of my own, but I'll tell you the others first, okay? So, my my first favorite is the one continuity error in The Shining, uh, where Jack Nicholson is, uh, like, screaming at his wife, and, you know, that, uh, you know, you don't let me work, and, all. and there's a chair in the background that keeps uh, coming and going, okay? And now, see, why it's my favorite is because now Kubrick is playing with your mind also so like the filmmaker was is kind of trying to tease you that you know is is this an actual continuity error or is it is it something that he's done on purpose he's a
1: perfectionist
0: he's a perfectionist so he couldn't have done it like like or he could have, you know, so that's one, yeah. that's what, one, that's why it's my favorite. And there's another one in um, this film, you know, in that song, It's not a continuity error, but there's a scene where there's a rock, rocking chair, okay, and on the left side of frame, bottom left of the frame, there's a hand that peeks in and is like, you know, holding that, rocking that chair, empty chair, okay. So that's a really funny error that i that i found and then my third favorite continuity error which is not again a continuity error but it was an error nonetheless from our side is that uh, in Peeply live you know uh, like the guy uh, dies wearing a particular shirt and in the last scene his wife is uh, you know doing sui dhaga on the same shirt <laughs> really even though he's died died and disappeared but they <laughs> so he's using the they use the same shirt so that is a that was something that I overlooked, but, but we made a logic that They must have bought it in sets or something like that, you know, really. I, I hope that satisfies.
1: It does. It does. But hey, I guess it's better to start that specific and work your way towards sanity, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, my last question to you then is... What is your proudest moment as a script supervisor?
0: This one called Fanny Khan, basically. So in the beginning, uh, you know, the father keeps sing, singing songs for this girl, okay? And then later she gets kidnapped and he's behind the kidnapping. And to cut a long story short, I told the director that she can't be listening to this tune because she'll be able to recognize it later. So let's put headphones in her ear. You know what I mean? So like that was a, that was a good suggestion. Then... Every day is a proud moment on set, man. Like every day when, you know, you feel like uh, what I hate, the worst days are when you miss out something or you make a mistake or you get yelled at or something like that. That is a bad day. But otherwise, it's been a very, it's a good, it's, it's good for your ego when you catch, you know, things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Sakshi, the more and more I learn about script supervising, the more I realize just how important it is. Like, it may not be obvious, but a lot of what you're watching when you're watching a well-put-together film is a result of continuity, right? And continuity being executed correctly as a result of a good script supervisor. So I appreciate the work that you do, and I thank you for it on behalf of everyone that watches films. And on that note... Thanks for talking to me today. It's been educational, funny, and fascinating. So thank you for joining us on The Credit Roll, Sakshi.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And uh, it was really lovely to chat with you, you know. Thank you so much.
1: That was our episode with Script Supervisor Sakshi Bhatia. You've been listening to The Credit Roll. And with that, we hope to have you join us in our next conversation.
0: The Credit Roll is an original podcast by Jamun. The show is hosted by Abhineet Kumar. Producers are Udayan Bejal and Natasha Ratti Kapoor. Editors are Abhineet Kumar and Paras Korong. The artwork is by Sionatva Krambam, and the theme song is Song of Sadhna by Jesse Gallagher.